This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The day is not over for me yet. I have two patients to see. He leaned over his mother and spoke softly now. I will be back in a few hours if you need me. The woman in the chair sat motionless for a moment until she got tired and promptly fell into a deep sleep. Dr. Carute walked out and headed for the office again, counting his steps in mind the whole time. This time, it only took 28 steps. There is a space between reality and fantasy, between light and dark, between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is a wonderfully diabolical tale called Wisdom. Come closer now. I don't bite. (laughs) Tracy stood by a computer in the reception area, staring into its flickering screen. She was bored and impatient. She yawned, then adjusted her shirt and stole a glance at herself in the reflection of a small mirror on the wall. The room was empty, aside from a man who sat patiently in a chair, absorbed in the magazine he was reading. He managed to be so quiet that it was easy to forget he was there and miss him altogether. A sound of footsteps reached Tracy, and a moment later a woman wearing scrubs emerged from one of the rooms. She held a manila file folder in her hands. She approached the computer screen and the young woman, barely glancing at the waiting man. Are you managing okay? The woman leaned over the flickering screen. I think so, Tracy replied. Someone called to make an appointment, but I couldn't find them in the patient files, so I wrote it down. The woman in scrubs glanced at the name and nodded, smiling a wise smile of someone who's done that before and knows what to do next. That's because you spelled the name wrong. It's Daly's, not Davies. You should always ask him to spell. She quickly typed something into the computer, and a file popped up. Sure, yeah, I'll do it next time. Tracy nodded and rolled her eyes slightly. Is the doctor back yet? The woman in scrubs asked. His patient is here already. Is he in the office? I think he's still out. I haven't seen him. The woman in scrubs sighed. (sighs) Well, I hope he doesn't forget. He is ten minutes late already. The man in the waiting area did not seem to notice. He was so absorbed in whatever he was reading. Tracy stole another glance of herself in the mirror and noticed her hair was out of place. She reached over to arrange it, her eyes fixed on herself. The woman noticed and frowned. 
Have you called tomorrow's patients with appointment reminders? She asked sternly. Tracy stared back at the woman in front of her and nodded. The woman looked around and sighed. (sighs) Well, you may as well help me set up. Come on. She led Tracy down the corridor and into one of the rooms. The room smelled like some kind of chemical solution and a disinfectant. Tracy wrinkled her nose at the sharpness of it, but the woman in scrubs did not seem to notice. Now Dr. Carruth likes it when the patient file is up on the screen here. The woman motioned to the dark computer screen. Here's where we keep the toothbrushes, floss, and toothpaste tubes. Now it's your job to arrange them into bags and then set one bag per patient on the counter here. Tracy nodded. Thanks, Mary. Mary smiled. It's really not a bad job. Once you get the hang of everything, the time will go by fast. Tracy did not respond. She looked around the office, suddenly feeling lucky that she was in the room to prep in, not to get dental work done. An unpleasant, cold shiver went through her as her eyes settled on the dental chair. Old and worn with use, it looked unnerving and reminded her of all the patients that had suffered unimaginable tortures and unpleasantries in it. There was something that unsettling about this chair. Dr. Karut is a bit odd, but but he's a good boss. Mary quickly wiped the counter and pulled out fresh tools. You know, when I first started working here, I was scared of him. (laughs) Mary laughed a quiet little laugh. Such a silly thing. But the comment further unsettled Tracy. Ever since she had met the doctor and spoke to him about the job, she had a feeling about him that lingered. It was an odd feeling, like an aftertaste that is almost imperceptible. Now she realized what that feeling was. She was scared of Dr. Karut. It was nothing that he had said or done, only the feeling his presence gave her. Tracy was going to mention it to Mary, but changed her mind. Instead, she said, Um, why were you afraid of him? Mary faced the girl and shrugged. I don't even remember. He, he can be eccentric, I guess, sometimes. Um, anyways, I got to know him and how kind he is. I, I went away. Tracy pictured Dr. Carute, an eccentric, kind man, his head bald and shiny, his body bending at a strange angle, smiling at her. Another shiver went through her as she tried to put the image out of her mind. There was a noise outside, and a door opened slightly. I apologize I'm late, a man's voice said. I got caught up. (laughs) Mary motioned for Tracy to go and waved the doctor in. I'm sure Dave won't mind. Tracy, get the patient, please. Tracy disappeared through the door, feeling relief wash over her as she walked out of that room with its chair and dental smells and especially away from the slight figure at the door. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Hello, dear listeners. 
This is Sarah Shekels, and you might recognize my voice, for I am the great North Witch from last year's holiday story, Sacrifice, which you can listen to on stories from the in-between. And if you enjoyed that story, and would like the unique opportunity to see it read live, in person, on Saturday, December 4th, in none other than the historic Salem, Massachusetts. Please, click the link in the show notes for times and ticket details. Perhaps we will meet, and I can show you some spells. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The warm evening air settled in the veranda. The sun was starting to set, and the heat settled into each room of the house, refusing to retreat. The veranda was still cool and had a sweet odor of elderflower and peonies. Dr. Carute lingered in the doorway, barely visible in the shadow of the room. He observed his mother, Agnes, so small and childlike in the wheelchair, her back bunched up and resembled a doll. Could such a person be alive? Dr. Carute wondered. Could that really be possible? The being in the wheelchair moved, a familiar, shaky movement, and there was a sigh. Dr. Carute approached the wheelchair and put his hand on the woman's shoulder. Mother. He walked around and sat on a chair opposite. What time is it? Agnes looked around, her eyes blinking and adjusting to the light. Oh, I see. Her gaze settled on Dr. Carute in front of her. You are off to work? No, I am coming back from work. It's evening now. All right, of course it is. Well, get me my glasses, will you? Mm, You're wearing them, Dr. Carood responded. He did not give the exchange much importance. It was normal for his mother to be confused in the evening. Besides, he had something exciting to tell her. And soon she would once again forget about her glasses and the time of day. I had a patient today with the most amazing tooth, he said, and leaned closer to his mother. 
It's a fine tooth. I wish you could see it. His mother brightened up at hearing that. Uh, a tooth, you say? A healthy one? <laughs> Perfectly. The dentist replied with excitement in his voice. It was a new patient. He has no idea how interesting his mouth is. Dr. Karut opened his own mouth and moved his index finger over the teeth in his lower jaw, feeling each one out. Mm, a most wonderful molar, <laughs> he announced. Agnes watched her son without any reaction. She herself had no more teeth left and had to do with dentures. Oh, always liked molars, she responded. Those held on for a while longer than my front teeth. Do you remember? His finger was no longer in his mouth. Do you remember that beautiful molar I brought you? It was small and white and very well shaped. Do you remember? Dr. Karut looked into the distance now as if the tooth were hiding on the wall opposite him. That woman had no idea how to take care of her teeth, did not value them at all. I was very upset with her. It was a shame she had to lose a tooth like that, so perfect. The old woman remained still and silent in her chair. Her eyes were still open, but it was clear that she had gone to sleep. You know, I think the molar I saw today was almost as perfect as that small one I brought you. Dr. Karut was not concerned that his mother was asleep and was no longer listening to him. It was just as shapely, the color unusual for a tooth. Too good. Dr. Karut sighed and smiled widely, exposing his own uneven teeth. It was an unnatural smile. But he stayed this way while his fingers went over his exposed teeth. One by one. Studying their shapes. Tracy was staring at the mirror on the wall, fixing her hair and yawning while watching her own reflection with intensity as if it might slip away. It was 8.15 in the morning, and she was not used to being awake at this time. She looked around the empty office, the waiting room with outdated walls and old furniture, and sighed. It was going to be a long day. Mary was in another room, getting everything ready for a patient. And Dr. Karut was still at home. The smells of disinfectant and acrylic were making Tracy nauseous. Out of her large purse, she produced a bottle of fresh summer rain spray and used it liberally all around herself. It did not help, and if anything, made things worse. She turned, suddenly alert. Good morning. Dr. Karut was standing behind her at the door. He was wearing a full suit, and his bald head looked so shiny, as if polished specifically for the occasion. Uh, good morning. 
Tracy replied and tried to smile, but found that hard to do. She wished the dentist would go away, hoped he would not start a small, awkward conversation with her. I have some time in the afternoon to look at your teeth, Dr. Karut said, his manner perfectly casual as if it was a perfectly normal offer. I am sure you want healthy teeth. <laughs> Tracy stared at the dentist, not sure of how to respond to the offer. The old dental chair she saw in the room earlier came to mind. The idea of sitting in the chair while the shiny, bald head of Dr. Karut hovered over her teeth was repulsive and slightly terrifying. I'm sure your mother will appreciate it. I won't charge anything, of course, Dr. Karut added quickly. Tracy was about to say something when the front door opened and a stocky, portly man walked in. He was covered in beads of sweat and was vigorously fanning himself with a newspaper. His suit jacket was still on. Ain't it just the hottest day? <laughs> he smiled at Tracy and then turned to Dr. Karut. There was something that happened to the dentist when the man walked in. His expression had changed, and even his features looked different. It was a strange transformation because suddenly he did not look as repulsive as before. He was smiling in the most welcoming manner. Paul, so good to see you again. I didn't think you would actually make it over here. I told you the other day, didn't I, at lunch? The man replied. I've got a cavity, I am sure of it, even if I can barely feel it. Anyway, here I am, and you will probably find two more when you look in my teeth. He grinned and patted his forehead with a napkin. You see, that is why you should come in for a regular cleaning. Dr. Karut smiled one of his friendliest smiles. Mary appeared in the room and nodded to the two men. Oh, Mayor Jenner, it's been ages. I was just scolding him for not coming in for a regular cleaning. Dr. Karut motioned for Mayor Jenner to follow, and the three of them disappeared into the office. Tracy looked back at herself in the little mirror on the wall and smiled, exposing a row of even white teeth. On the next episode of Wisdom. Mm, it's a cavity, but very far advanced. I saw it in the x-ray. Very bad situation. Uh, and you can take care of it today? Dr. Karut stared at Paul his eyes kind and full of concern. I'm afraid it's a little too late for that. We have to pull it. Pull it? The, the whole tooth? Paul's eyes darted from side to side anxiously. Dr. Karut looked at the man sternly and nodded with authority. Thank you for listening to Wisdom, a crawlspace media production of a story from the in-between, narrated by Danny Scott. Visit me at dannyscottvo.com or on Twitter at DannyScottVO. Music and audio engineering by David Williams. Be sure to visit storiesfromtheinbetweenpodcast.com for all things irrational. <laughs> this is a Glass Box Media Podcast.